Hey guys, welcome to the Not So Famous Podcast. I'm Gabriel. I'm Jeremiah. And we've got two special guests with us. We've got... Jasmine. And Jack. All right. All right, so I I was talking to Jack, and um, he said that uh, he had a complete problem with everything that Gabe said. So Are you serious? No. No. <laughs> and then I thought, you know what? We haven't had Jasmine on for mm. a really long time, and I found out she was back in town for a while. So I'm like, Jasmine would be perfect because I think the last time we talked, we were talking about abortion. Yeah. So, I thought this would be a good... Jasmine's just going to come in and do all the controversial mm-hmm. ones. Was it abortion? Yeah, it was abortion. Oh. You said we were going to do like hot dog meats or something or SeaWorld next time. And here we are. <laughs> oh, yeah, because oh, yeah, you, yeah. yeah. you chose those, those oh, topics. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No, it's good. <laughs> so, I figured like, we'd let... You guys, because I asked you, the Jasmine, mm-hmm. um, to listen to the last podcast um, and share with us your thoughts. And then Jack as well, because he'll probably listen to it. Um, and I listen to it. I just don't remember it. And then we'll continue the conversation even further. So I'm going to give you guys the floor um, to give your thoughts on everything that's going on. But nothing past riots. So nothing. Yeah, so. Okay. Is that okay? This one? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, yeah, please first. Yes. I'll go. Oh. <laughs> 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 um, so, I, my, the only problem that I had was with, with what you guys were saying in the last one. And I guess it wasn't really a problem. It was just, I think you missed a little something in my eyes because I, I, uh, have seen a lot of videos on like Facebook or Twitter and all that junk about all these uh, different uh, like they look like protesters. It doesn't look like they're rioting at all, you know. At least just from the videos. I don't know what happened before. I don't know. Well, I mean, I could assume what happened after. But uh, <clears throat> and they kind of just uh, like were just minding their own business, just protesting peacefully. And then some of the, the police officers came by and they just, like, took them from the protest. And then they just uh, arrested them. And so that, that was uh, my main thing that I, I feel like wasn't really covered the, the last podcast. So at least that's all I remember. So that's mine. But yeah, I agreed with your guys' points. Um, I only got to a minute and 15, no, an hour. <laughs> I only got three minutes of your podcast. The truth comes out. <laughs> yeah. I can only stand a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Just the introduction. I got one hour and 15 minutes. I needed like 30 more minutes to go. I don't know mm. what was said in the very last part. But for the most part, the first hour and 15 minutes, I completely agree with everything you guys said. Um, but what, like Jack said, I can pull up some videos too. I've seen of the peaceful protests turn bad because of the cop side, you mm-hmm. know. So, yeah, I agree with Jack too. Do you want to go with this? Okay, so um, one of the things that uh, we didn't cover that, mm-hmm. right? We didn't, um, and so we, I think we talked for like an hour and forty minutes or something like that. So it was yeah. really long. Um, so as far as that, for me, 
it's hard for me it's hard to see these short clip videos mm -hmm. you know because a lot of times you don't see before or after and one of the things I don't think people understand about like protesting is at a certain time like cops have to say okay no more so I'm not saying that mm -hmm. this is what happened yeah. right but um, some of the videos I've seen where it's the the peaceful protesters is the cops start saying, okay, time, it's time to, you know, not evacuate, but, you know, disperse. And this happens a lot with the media, like media personalities. They'll be out there and the cops are like, okay, it's time to disperse, you know, start going. And they'll stay behind because they think, well, we're the media. And then they get arrested. Mm. And it's because you're not following it, it's time the the time has elapsed mm -hmm. and so I don't know I'm not saying that yeah. there, that's what happened and I'm not justifying any type of you know police like I mean I saw one where it was like I had a black lady and a white lady and they pushed the white lady out of the way and like brought the black lady in mm -hmm. and arrested her so like you know what I'm saying like I'm not justifying bad behavior I just want to make sure I always have a problem with videos that are like that because mm -hmm. you only see a snippet. Um, I saw a video of, or I, I think you showed me, Jack, the, a video of like, um, it was like talking about the cops being a part of the riots. Yeah. But you only get like a brief glimpse of what is happening. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, see, he's doing this. Well, if you look at the, like the one of the pictures they showed, it was him, it was a, a white cop, with a, a bunch of Nikes, but then there's other people in the background that you can't see because it looks like they've been cropped out. Mm. So it's like, I, I have a real hard pro time with just like short videos. Mm -hmm. So I like to see long videos mm -hmm. instead. See what happens before or something that led up to whatever incident that took place. Right. You know, that way you can actually get the full story of something, you know. Yeah. Because, um, uh, again, all the videos we see is the, the immediate action that takes place. And what we get is a glimpse of an officer doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. And, um, again, we, we don't know. So, yeah. interesting, though. Anything else on the podcast last week? Last two weeks? Last week? Was it last week? I don't know, dude. I think it was last week. <laughs> it was last week, I think. Uh, no, I don't really think that there was anything else on my part. I mean, I, I don't remember, at least. How do you want to, did you want to kind of take it to the same direction that we took it last time? What do you mean by that? No, like we, we talk about George Floyd or the, well, or, did, how, or did you have something else you want to discuss? Well, if, if you guys are fine with that conversation, as far as like, if you guys don't have any more to to like add to it, mm -hmm. I, I figure we just no. It's fine if you if you. Um, but want I want to give you guys an opportunity to give your thoughts on the George Floyd situation, so that we can have more perspective on. Yeah. You know what I'm uh, I guess something that I wanted to say uh, has to do with the the protests and the riots and all that stuff. Um, and it was, it was uh, about the, the original one that was in Minnesota, you know, Minneapolis. Uh, is that Minnesota? Minneapolis? Yeah. yeah, okay. 
Uh, yeah, I've been thinking too. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that is. <laughs> but like, uh, on the third day of the the protests, riots, whatever you want to call it, I remember that was when I looked it up. Like, who started what? Because I always, I, I would always see uh, people saying and and posting that it was the cops who started it, and and then so I looked into it a little bit, and then some. Uh, outlets media outlets would say that it was the uh, cops who started it and then there would be others who would say it was the the uh, like protesters quote unquote uh, who started it by throwing rocks at the the police and stuff and so because of that I never really knew which which one was uh, the more reliable one you know because it's a split story kind of a thing so that that was something that I thought about. I think you guys pointed it out in the last podcast too, but the media has a really funny way of picking what they want the people to, what will draw more people's attention Mm -hmm. and take out the little other side pieces. Like you said, like in paragraph 52, it'll say the protesters actually started it or something like that. So it's very, and like headlines and such. Well, and that's what we're seeing right now, right? Is Mm -hmm. it went from George Floyd, well, it went from coronavirus. Yeah to George Floyd, um, which we should, like, there should be a national outrage, right? Um, And it should have made national attention. Anytime that someone dies within police custody, there should be a a cry out. To me, it doesn't matter. It's someone died within police custody, and Mm -hmm. there needs to be a, a, a reckoning, right? But then... It went from that to the riots, right? And you kind of lost the real issue here. And now it's no longer about riots. It's about the defend, defunding the police, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's always the next crisis or the next thing that people can get clicks on. And so It really did take a big jump there. Went from... Uh, officers killing somebody to riots and looting of stores to immediately defunding the police departments. It was like, whoa. Well, I think think it jumped because the middle part, the riots, they were, you know, uh, the police were trying to stop them and stuff. And that's, I think that's what people really paid attention to or that's what it was like, hey, look over here. It's the police. They're stopping them. They're throwing tear gas at people and, and all that. And I think because of that, that's why they jumped to defund the police. They're so corrupt. Well, I don't know if you guys seen, because I try to follow on my social media more people who have been going to these peaceful protests and they turn bad. And I've seen two videos so far of officers doing, putting their knees on the person they have on the ground on their necks. The same way that I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Sh- did to Chauvin. yeah, Chauvin did to Floyd, and I don't. If that's the issue in the beginning, like to begin with, they they keep doing it. <laughs> like it's not. I don't know if I'm not a police officer, but I don't think that putting your knees on someone's neck is something you get taught to restrain somebody. But it's half, well, from what I've seen, uh, half footage, I can send it to you guys later, of two different officers putting their knees on someone neck, someone's neck that they have restrained. So, I don't know. 
it's like different things that get that does get shown and doesn't get shown mm -hmm. so but then there's also the argument the the hash it's like all a c a b like all yeah. pops are bad i don't agree yeah, with that, that yeah that b is not bad yeah. oh it's not bad no Oh, is, oh, I thought, yeah. you see, I thought it meant all cops are bad. It, it's, it's, um, I didn't even know what it meant. Yeah, all cops are, um, B tarts. I totally thought it was bad. They're fish tarts. That starts with a bass, ends with a tart. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, this is, <laughs> this isn't helping me at all. It's like the silent H word. Okay. Um, <laughs> yep. This, with the sh at the beginning. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So yeah, that that's a huge thing right now. Is, yeah. Um, I see a lot of people doing that hashtag ACAB. A mm -hmm. um, which I think that to me it mucks the water. Once you start going down that, once you, once you start demonizing another group, mm -hmm. right? It's it's great propaganda in the sense of that's what like if you look at World War One, World War Two, right? And the way they depicted um, Nazi German uh, Germans and especially the Japanese, like you caricature someone to make it easy for yourself to hate that person which means that now you have no problem going to war with them because they are dehumanized at that mm -hmm. point and i think that the that that acronym is a problem because of that yeah and it's really really big yeah it's growing exponentially have you heard like about the F12 thing? Oh, yeah. yeah. There's also the F12. I had to look up what that I don't was. even know what that means. It's like in areas where there's a lot of police activity <clears throat> and like gang activity. How they warn their neighbors that the police is around is they say 12. Mm -hmm. So I had to look it up. I've just seen it all yeah. over the place. So Okay. Well, um, so let's talk about... I want to. So I have several topics. I told um, Gabe and Jack that I have like five hours of topics. Ooh. <laughs> um, we're not going to do that much, but. Oh darn. Um, so let's start with um, Black Lives Matter, like the. Because so one of the things um, I've told you guys that I'm a part of a, a pastor's Facebook group, and uh, one of the posts that was presented was, "You don't have to support Black Lives Matter." but you can still say Black Lives Matter, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I want to get your guys' thoughts on the idea of by endorsing the, the slogan or the hashtag, right, Black Lives Matter, um, can you disassociate yourself from the organization? Because, like, personally, I can't. Um, and I can't endorse... The Black Lives Movement because of the organization. Um, because and here, I want to share with you guys if you if you've never heard what what they believe. Um, here's just some things. Um, let me see. Uh, it says we disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure 
requirement by uh, requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another, especially children, to the degree that mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. Um, so just the idea of wanting to disrupt uh, the nuclear family idea, and there's no mention of fathers in that. You know, and that's just one thing. So there's there's other things, but um. Well, no, I'll leave it to you too. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for our time. I don't know. I think for me, the question was like, can you, for example, say Black Lives Matter without, you know, being for the movement, right? Maybe yeah, I'm just you, confused on the question. So, so these, so Black Lives Matter, like the organization Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that is the the pushing force in a lot of these uh, protests, right? Um, and I want to make the, the distinction between the protests and the riots because I, I don't think it's the Black Lives Matter that's doing the riots. Mm-hmm. I think it's another group, which I, I want to talk about later. But um, so, but this organization, can you say, can you use the term Black Lives Matter, right? do the hashtag, put it on your social media or whatever. And, and not associate with the movement, right? The organism, mm-hmm. the leadership, because if any, if any, any other situation, right? Um, you were to, uh, example, com- the Confederate flag, right? Because that's always been um, a big thing for the past few years. If you wave a Confederate flag, that means you are racist. Right, mm-hmm. so you can't dis. The idea is you can't disassociate the flag from the the original idea behind it, yeah. which was succession. Um, so, can you not do that here, or can you do that? That's that's my question. I think you. Can. Well, my thing is, how else can you say Black Lives Matter? Mm-hmm. What? Is it the the phrase is the same name as the organization, yeah. right? And well, that's cause, the because they're the ones yeah. that started it. Okay. They're the ones that are the the pushers of the movement. Mm-hmm. And so this is what th- these are their end goals. So the the they call it the disruption. So the 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 I wouldn't say totally getting rid of, but the idea of nuclear family, right? The the father, <laughs> wife, kids. That core family is what I think is a better term, right? Um, and there's there's other things. Um. Still thinking. I think a lot of people say Black Lives Matter without mm-hmm. looking into the organization and and doing their research. Um, personally, I didn't even. Kind of know there was an organization behind mm-hmm. the yeah. Well, most people yeah. Don't. I mean, so. I knew that there was, but I didn't look, look into, into it. Yeah, yeah, because I didn't really care. That sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't care about black lives. 
And I'm canceled. <laughs> <laughs> someday. Yeah, yeah someday be... this is going to resurface. <laughs> I don't <laughs> care about <laughs> well, You know what, what's sad is, is you know, that, that's where it will come out to is like, yeah. you know, because you don't want to say it doesn't mean like you don't yeah. want to support it. Yeah, and I think my take on it is I wouldn't, personally, I wouldn't, uh, like use the uh, the motto, slogan, whatever you want to call it, Black Lives Matter, uh, because I mean, I I don't necessarily agree with their their goals or their uh, the the things that they are most of the things that they are uh, striving towards, like the disruption of nuclear families. Uh, I I don't agree with that, but I do agree with you know. Uh, like some of of what they are going for, uh, for example, the the peaceful protests for justice for George, George Floyd. I think that that is uh, a good thing to stand behind. Um, but I don't think. I think the best way to. Uh, to answer that question. Is. I think you just have to agree with some of their points without necessarily uh, being a part of the movement. You know, it's like I'm not a part of the entire movement of Black Lives Matter, but I agree with you in this situation for this for this. And on that, we could we could uh, fight this or protest this or whatever. I think that's my take on that. Mm-hmm. I've also heard of the All Lives Matter being very controversial. Mm-hmm. Everybody always thinks that's for racists, right? Yeah, it's, well. it's, mm-hmm. you're racist if you say All Lives yeah. Matter, and you're not, a, and you are, yeah, and you're not a racist if you say Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. But All Lives Matter encompasses everybody. Yeah, but I think it's an issue for some because right now the the current like issue happening right now is with black lives. So But is it is it a current issue? You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean I know yeah. it's a current yeah. issue, but is I it mean, really like, you know, cuz I think we're going to talk about systemic racism. Well, it's been happening right. for yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, so and that's a good transition. Yeah. Do you have all lives matter? <laughs> no, 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 no. Systematic racism. Yeah, well, I want to talk about matter that. if I talk yeah. about what we were just talking because, you know, when it comes to saying just even just Black Lives Matter, I, because I'm all for the All Lives Matter movement, mm-hmm. and I feel like just saying Black Lives Matter is me compart like compart. I can't say the word compartmentalizing. Thank you. That's the word. Uh, races into boxes and saying black lives matter but everyone else is who cares about and i know there's an issue Mm -hmm. with what's going on but to me i don't particularly you know all lives matter i don't you know it's not particularly one race and but black the black lives matter organization is kind of ruining that slogan Mm -hmm. you know and it's that, that that's just my personal opinion, and that that's kind of attached to their organization, so it's really hard to say that, and then seeing what's going on right now. That's just me. 
Did you? You already put your opinion on it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Jeremiah's just playing games on his phone. I am. <laughs> no, I'm is he really, Gabe? Up, no, I'm looking up stuff. <laughs> I mean, he's got that strange thing where I can't like see like the side of his like. You have yeah. a protector on your phone, right? Yeah, it's a dumb thing. Dumb thing. I can't even see what you're doing. I know. I don't like it, but you could be talking crap about me, and I won't even know. Always. You really? <laughs> no. <laughs> I talk. I talk as much crap as, about you that I do about everyone. Oh, okay. Yeah, but why would he tell you that to your face? <laughs> everyone's equally worthless. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm not racist. I hate everyone. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, so I want to talk about uh, systematic racism because that's really the the idea here, right? Is that um, that black people are more targeted by police Right, because of institutional racism. Mm. So, well, and and that's one of the reasons why I don't I wouldn't want to say that is mm-hmm. because by saying Black Lives Matter, I feel like I'm agreeing to the fact that there's still institutional racism going on. Mm-hmm. You know, and of course, would you ask me also? No. no, 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 no. So what? What's, what's your guys' thoughts on on that? Jack, you have no idea, do you? <laughs> He's no, like, what I, is I, this? I, what what I, is I, racism? Like, you look at <laughs> heck is racism, yeah, guys. You look at Jasmine like yeah. you're expecting the answer from her and well, yeah. hoping to piggyback off of her. No, 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 because no, I, I have my own. Is, that's right. I have my own. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so I, I just wanted her to go first because, I don't know, I feel like when uh, somebody says something, you know. Because you were a misogynist and you got in front of yes. her at the beginning. Yeah. No. <laughs> I think I think it, it'll be like if uh, I have one opinion... And then, before I could say mine, Jeremiah says his. Then I'll be like, oh yeah, I agree with Jeremiah's, even though my original opinion was, like, different, you know? Mm-hmm. That's why I wanted Jasmine to go first. Mm. I don't know if that's the case. But... Jasmine, would you like to go first? Okay, well... <laughs> she doesn't care. She's like, I'm just like, I don't know what racism is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, well, the idea, what is it? Systemic racism, right? Right. So let's define what that means. It, that it's a large-scale issue, right? Like everyone... So it's built into... The system. The system or society or things like that. Right. I don't, I don't necessarily believe that it's large-scale systemic, but I do stand by the fact that it still is a, well, my opinion, that it still is a large issue, but I don't think people, everyone's grown up to be racist. No. I don't really have much to say. Um, just thinking on it, I, I don't necessarily believe that, you know, there is... Uh, systemic racism, institutionalized racism, whatever. I, I don't really uh, believe that's the case. I think it's more of uh, a product of uh, the environment, I, I would say. For example, like the, the uh, like not a whole lot of, uh, what, fathers in the, in the home, for example, uh, I don't know the statistics off my head for anything really, <laughs> but for life. yeah, I'm kind of just BSing my way through this. Uh, no, I, I think that it 
it does have an effect on uh, how people act. And I think because of that, um, that's why there's more police focus on uh, black people. Because I think that there is more, like, they are definitely looking at them more. I would, I think so, at least. But I think it, I don't think it's because, like, we got to keep them down. I hate them. You know, that kind of stuff. It's more like, uh, uh, just per capita. There's more of them, you know, uh, doing bad things. No matter what I say, this sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not holding yourself there, bud. Yeah, yeah. I will never get into the public limelight now yeah. for fear of this. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know how to say it. Um, do you guys at least understand my point, though? So, um, to, to your point of, like, the fathers, right? Yeah. Um, so here, this is from... Uh, it's called datacenter.kidscount.org. And they put um, that's, that black or African-American, this is from their thing, of children in um, single-parent homes, okay, um, is 65%. Um, that's 2018. This is the most recent. So 65% of... Black African-American homes don't have one parent, right? Um, and for white, it's um, it's 24%. Oh, crap. I thought it was higher. Yeah, so did I. I thought it was going to be at like 45. Um, for Asian-Americans, uh, it's 15%. Holding it down. You know, and so, but... For Native Americans, it's 53%. Wow. So, like, I think there's other factors that need to be considered when we start talking about, like... Yeah, um, I agree. A, um, a problem within a, com a particular community. I'm not saying that there's not police brutality. Mm -hmm. But to look at other... There's additional factors, right, that could play into it. Um... Did you want to? No, no, I'm... I'm uh, I, I think uh, <clears throat> kind of an example of that is I was talking to one of my friends at AWC and we were talking about uh, racism and things like that. Mm -hmm. And he was asking me, why do uh, like car insurance charge more for, for black uh, young men mm -hmm. than for white young men? And I mean, uh, he even asked one of the older uh, security guards that was, that was uh, black. And he said, well, I don't really think it's racism. It, it has more to do with, you know, they're, they're prone to, to uh, what? I forgot what it was. But it was like they're prone to get into, I don't think accidents, but just things like that that would raise the uh, price for insurance. And so I think that that could be an example of you need to look at more than just like, oh, it's racism just because... It's different, but there are reasons behind it. Other factors that would be yeah. in play. Yeah. So, you know, fatherless homes, uh, you know, I mean, we see a lot of the black community in in parts of cities and stuff that are not necessarily the greatest places of the city. 
Yeah. You know? So if you're talking about car insurance in that aspect, yeah, you park your car on the street there, you're it's probably going to get jacked. Yeah. You know? Um, so, I mean, it's understandable to a certain extent. So. Well, but so the, the response to that would be along the lines of, but that's why it's systemic because they're in poor neighborhood neighborhoods. They're looked, you know, these situations. So that's the idea of why it would be systemic because it's, it's systematic. That's keeping black men, black women in these impoverished neighborhoods. Um, and therefore that leads them to having bad car insurance, mm-hmm. can't getting a home loan, these types of ideas. So that, so what you're bringing up is like the, the end result of the, what would be considered the systematic racism. I would say to that, why are they impoverished places though? Well, I think that is the, the question that we need to be asking because if you start looking, okay, and this is, I think, where I've gotten in trouble on um, talking to people. In fact, um, I had a, a, a lady that, um, she was part of my fir- very first youth group before I moved down here. Like She was part of that youth group. She said something, and I responded with a meme, and she asked me to explain what I meant by it. Um, cause she had a meme. So I responded with the meme. Um, <laughs> and so I told her what I think is the problem is leadership. Like we talk about police brutality, right? Um, to me, everything comes from top down as far as how we're going to do things, right? It's like children, you know, that saying that children aren't born racist. They're taught racism, mm-hmm. right? Well, how are they taught that? Well, they're taught that from someone in authority, right? Usually a, a, a parent or society in general. So my thing is start with leadership. Okay. Like you have police. Okay. Let's say police brutality. Well, what's allowing that to happen? What's, what's being done in those, those areas. And so to me is where are those areas, right? Do we see that in court site? Is there police brutality in court site? Well, no, but also the majority of the population of courts, we're a small town, right. but we're also a very white small town. Right. You know, so. Okay, so, but we, but also look at our, so I'm just saying, like yeah. using that as an example. But no, um, we don't really see police brutality right. here. So where do you see police brutality? Bigger. It's in big yeah, cities, um, right? Who's the leadership of those cities? Like the majority of the leadership. Like let's take Minneapolis, because that's where the um, a lot of this is stemming from, right? Who's the leadership? It's like Justin something. I forgot his name. Well, oh, he's a oh, the mayor. Well, yeah. it's not just him though. But I'm talking about the the whole council. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you're talking about a whole group of of democratic leaders. Um, and in, in Ferguson, same thing. Um, in Chicago, the same thing. In New York, New York, and um, Baltimore. Yeah, and all these places where you're, we're seeing what would be considered systemic um, racism, they're all in places that the leadership comes from one, or the majority of leadership comes from one party. 
And to me, you can trace that all the way back to before the Civil War. Because a lot of things get brought up like Jim Crow laws, mm -hmm. right? Well, who put those in place? Well, it was the Democratic Party, right? Mm -hmm. And then if you follow that, and you just follow through that, um, up to the Civil Rights era, who's the, the group that was against the Civil Rights movement, right? As the Democrats. Um, I think I've shared this with you. I don't know if I shared it on the podcast, but um, LBJ was quoted as saying... Um, you did say this on the podcast. Yeah, that it, if I can't get those guys, to, talking about black people, to um, not vote, then he's going to get them to vote for a Democrat for the next 200 years. And he uses a, a, a slur... Mm -hmm. A racial slur to talk about that. And so the question is, okay, if like um, in these big cities where all these Democrat leaders are in charge, how come things haven't changed? Why is it still the same modus operandi, right? The same, the same thing again and again. Why, if we're talking about systematic racism or systematic pushing down of a particular group. Why is it that it's happening mostly in these cities where there, it shouldn't be right. That, I mean, if we look at Ferguson, I think all of the people, or maybe it was Baltimore, all the people on the council were minority. Right. So why then even the, like the police chief, I think it was a, a black man. So why is it that it's continuing down that path? Shouldn't have it been fixed? If it's because of like racist white people, if that's the case, then why wasn't it fixed long ago? Because you have people in power that are minority or they say they, they're on like the same people are saying they're the, for the, the movement right now the Black Lives Movement, the all, you know, this entire movement right now, why were, why didn't they fix it years ago? Why is it just now being a problem? I mean, it's not just now, mm -hmm. but like um, I mentioned to you earlier, this isn't the first race riot, racial riot, right? You had um, Rodney King beatings back in the uh, 1990s. You had the um, Watts riots back in like the late 60s, I think it was early 70s, somewhere in there. Um, so you have these other things. So why is it that it's like it's systemic, but it only seems to be more systemic within these bigger cities? So why is that? There's a question for y'all. Oh, yeah. that's right. <laughs> I didn't know that it was a question. That is rhetorical. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I guess I would agree on that point. Because, uh, I mean, I think if you get all these different uh, places that have all these same problems... And if you could find a commonality between them, then I think that that should be a good place to start. But it doesn't seem like a lot of these places find that point to be uh, a possible reason for 
why all this stuff is happening. Because, um, I mean, just like he was saying, you got, you know, democratic leadership in those cities and, and places, you've got high black unemployment, high black abortions, high black fatherless homes. So what's what's the issue? So are you... Oh, sorry. Are you implying that the the commonality is you're what well, you're saying the commonality is the democratic I, part? Well, or, it's leadership. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. it and it just so happens to be a democratic okay. leadership. Um, I'm not saying that makes the end result yeah. okay. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying why is it that we have the end result when it's if yeah. if the leadership says like. That same leadership, right? That's right now saying um, defund the police. Um, you know, minorities are being brutalized more than any of the other my, or than whites, right? And the idea is that the police departments are racist or the system is racist. Well, why haven't you fixed it? You've had control. I remember back in two thousand. Oh man, when was 2012? I think it was um, Barack Obama. His second term was I think 2012. I remember listening to a guy, a black guy, who was a, a political activist in Chicago, and he was asked, um, "Who are you voting for?" He says, "I can't. There's only one party. So who else am I going to vote for?" He's like. There is no Republican. Like in Chicago, he's not talking about on the national stage. He's talking about in Chicago. He's like, you either have a, a Democrat that's way far left, or you have a Democrat that is semi far left. There is no choice here. There's no point where you can have a, a difference. And so my thing is, okay, then why is it that black neighborhoods are still in a minority status, right? And not minority, but uh, slums, right? Like, there's a lot of slums in Chicago. There's a lot. Of, why? Why is that? Why are in these places where they're being led by people that say that we want to change? Why are they continue to be in those types of areas? Why, you know? So that's my thing. So I have no problem saying that there's systemic mm -hmm. racism. I just think the focus is not on the white like republicans to me it's it's not racism i think it's more power like you can because think about it um if you're a republican and this is the i've heard my whole life republicans are the the party of the rich right they want people they want to keep the rich people happy right and the Democrats are the people that are for the poor people. They want to get the poor people, you know. Well, let me ask you a question. How do you, if you help the poor people, do you have any more poor people? No, right? They become rich or they become, so how do you stay in power? You keep them poor. Because then you can tell them, hey, you keep following me, I'll, I'll get you more. You give them an empty promise, mm. yeah, and then you just they just keep going after it, and then you can you appeal to them by saying, "Hey, we'll we'll raise your food stamps up higher, 
will give you this benefit, you know. Well, abortions, uh, minorities will get, uh, you know, cheaper abortions. Or we'll give you guys cheap um, or zero, like, tuition free. California was doing that recently where they were giving minorities free college tuition. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, if you guys just vote for us, you know, that that's... That's I'm, I'm, yeah. Well, and then the other side of it is, if you vote for them, they'll take it away, mm-hmm. right? So now, but but what ends up happening is, you just see a a a, st- a stagnation of that population that they never do get out of the slums, um, and so that to me that's that's what systemic racism is. Is it's not that. You have people that are over there saying, because you're black, I want you to stay where you're at, mm-hmm. right? But rather, if you stay, if I can get you to stay where you're at, I can stay in power. This is just the way I look at it. And so, um, so that then that leads into pr- police brutality because if... Who's the number one um, backer of police unions? It's not Republicans. Because I'm, I'm against unions, personally. Like, um, but the Democrat Party is. You know, they're the ones that are behind the police unions. But now they're turning on them because they're maneuvering, maneuvering oh my goodness, maneuvering themselves into a position of where's the wind going mm. you know because they're the ones that will say something like and we talked about this um we we want to take your guns right and we'll use the police well now people are like you know screw the police right acap um so now they switch and they're like well we don't like the police now but we don't like guns either yeah well that's a whole different story you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. when we're talking about systematic racism, the idea here is that the system is set up so that it's against minorities. But from what I'm looking at, it's not that the system is against minorities, is you have a group that's saying, I'm going to use the system to keep minorities down, not because they're minorities, but rather so I can stay in power. But it's easier to keep minorities down. It is. So... Because they are minorities. Right. So. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so, okay. but, but the thing is, is so um, there was a study done uh, several years back. Um, I can pull it up. But, um, or at least I can pull up the guy that cites it. Um, they were talking about Jamaicans coming into, um, I think it was the Bronx. Um, and second generation Jamaicans are indistinguishable from black um, Americans, like African Americans, mm-hmm. like lived here the whole life. So, second generation uh, Jamaicans are, as far as the way they speak, the way they look, everything exactly the same. And they're in the same cultural context in the Bronx. They found that second generation um, Jamaicans were outpacing the native black people in the way that they were advancing in American society. Yet, 
everything about them as far as race was concerned, right, race, mm -hmm. um, was exactly the same. So the question becomes, why is that? Um, this guy I was listening to came away with the idea that um, it's drive, right? It, because we're facing the same economic situations, the same, a, pl a police officer can't distinguish between if that's a black, been here for, you know, family's been here for a hundred years or second generation um, Jamaican. And so his thing was, could it be the, the drive, right? Someone mm -hmm. from Jamaica coming over here is more driven to get their kids going than someone that isn't, that's been here their whole life. And so they were addressing this idea of what systematic racism is. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thoughts? I feel like I could just talk and talk and talk. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost it's, it's getting to that point. Uh, not to where it's rude. Just you talk, 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 and talk. You won't shut up. <laughs> What's your guys' thoughts on that? I mean, I, I don't have, I don't disagree with it. Mm. Um, that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have much to. Add. Do Do you agree yeah. with that? I mean, honest, honest opinion. Like, do Do you agree with the fact that maybe like. There's people in leadership that are keeping people down to keep them up. Well, yes, because if not, then those select minorities wouldn't be, or well, if it's drive, like Jeremiah just stated, then someone can argue that they're still in those minority positions because they don't have drive the drive to, but then again, why don't they have the drive? Because they grew up in a like mindset that they they won't ever get to the same position that say maybe a white person might get to because of where they grew up at and what they grew up hearing and you know Question, that do, mindset. Do you, do you think they can go up that ladder? Yes. Yeah, but it's. I also think it's much more difficult for them to. But it's possible. But it's possible. Yeah, of course. It's, I mean, yeah. you, you know, you've heard, you know who Ben Carson is, right? Yes. Yeah. So you heard about his past life? I haven't heard, no. Okay. There's a great film. I've, have you ever seen the film? I haven't seen the film. I know what you're talking about. Really good. Um, and it was about his life. And, you know, he was living in the ghetto, uh, single family home. And, but his mom kept him on the straight and narrow. And look at where he's at today. Yeah. You know, the guy was running for president mm -hmm. of the Republican Party. You know, and fantastic neurosurgeon. Phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And he took that advantage, you know, and he climbed up that ladder. And, you know, what's sad is we don't see that a lot today. Mm -hmm. And we should. That opportunity is there. But there's something that's keeping the black community down from taking that opportunity. Mm -hmm. And of course, they are taking that opportunity, but a good percentage of that is staying away from that opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's, that's what Jeremiah sees, that's what I'm seeing. 
and you know if there was somebody in leadership that can stop that to like get them to grab at that opportunity we won't be seeing that issue anymore at least that's what i'm well i don't ever see that at least in my lifetime happening Mm-hmm. At the rate things are going now. Mm-hmm. Because first, from my viewpoint, first of all, I shouldn't, a black person shouldn't have, they should have the same, I don't know how to say this. They shouldn't have that disadvantage of not being able to, how do I put it? have to work harder for something that someone of a different skin color has to. Mm. So, you know, we're kind of going into but, white, like that white privilege yeah. thing. Like, I think you that's know. a good place to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, because I no, think that... Because that was next on his list. Segways. Yeah, because then we get into white privilege. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of white people out there that are in a lot worse conditions than black people are Mm -hmm. that are struggling, that have really climbed up that ladder as well. Yeah. And, you know, this idea of white privilege. Go ahead, Jay. No, no, no. No, no, you're 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 laying back and you're like, oh, God. (laughs) He wants some limelight. No, my neck is hurting, so I'm like stretching it out. I mean, do do you believe that there are white people out there that are facing the same struggles? Yeah, economically. Yeah, and I know it goes vice versa. There mm-hmm. are certain black people that are born in positions that they don't have to deal with the... The... Maybe... That they might be privileged, air mm-hmm. quotes. Like Obama's yeah. kids. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. Well, more I would assume. So yeah, <laughs> it can go both ways. Look at yeah. all your... your your rappers, mm-hmm. your NFL stars, your NBA players, you know, all your sports players. I, like, you, I mean, look at all them. Mm-hmm. Whatever they want. <laughs> really? You know? Mm-hmm. Well, I think, it, but you don't even have to look at people in that area. So um, I had a, a teenager that was, um, played baseball for me, right? Over at Scholars. And I called up a, a Simpson because I have connections there and I talked to them about having him come out and seeing if he could, you know, try out for the baseball team. And, and the one thing the guy told me was if he's native American, I'll guarantee him a full right scholarship. Like right now, like full right scholarship, not a baseball scholarship, just a, a regular full, um, full right because he was native American. Um, when I went to college, was he Native American? No, he wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> Darn. I know. I'm like, dude, we gotta find out if you are. Like, <laughs> get hey, the blood test. Heck yeah, man. Um, but like when I went to college, um, I was asked, "Do you have any minority in you?" Right? Mm-hmm. And I said, "No." no. Which I should have said, "I'm I'm a quarter Portuguese." That's what I should have said. <laughs> but, um, which is true, but. Um, but they told me because your parents are are like mid middle income like and you're white you don't have there are no scholarships available for you like zero well it still is the same today because i'm i can be honest i get a lot of scholarships because my parents are of low income and i'm hispanic right so well that's what i'm saying so i mean like 
when we talk about privilege, I, I hate the word privilege yeah. because it gives an idea that somehow you were given something, right? You're mm-hmm. pr- privileged to do something. Well, that's a misnomer because none of us are, unless you're born into a very affluent family, mm-hmm. but then there's disadvantages to that as well, right? Um, but we don't need to get into that stuff. But like, if you're born like a, the majority of Americans, right? We're already privileged. If you live in the United States, you're already privileged. You're in the top 1%, even if you are low income, right? You're still in the top 1% of income in the world. So you already got that. Mm-hmm. But like, when my kids go, to, if they go to college, <laughs> you best believe and I'm going to be um, putting up that they're Hispanic. Because that's how they're going to get, you know, more, mm-hmm. more scholarship money. And, but my youngest daughter's not going to do that. She won't be able to um, use that, that avenue of revenue, right? Um, which means that she's less privileged. But she's not, right? Because we're, we're saving, right now we're saving up money. We're looking towards the future. Um, and we don't get paid a lot. Um, Gabe over here makes more money than I do. Barely. Barely, but still he makes more money. I've been doing this for 13 years. He just started like two years ago. So, <laughs> um, But, you know, so we already started um, getting that money. But, um, so I think that it's, there are opportunities mm-hmm. um, that are given for everyone. Um, but like the, the inner city mentality of this is all I have, right? That's the same mentality for the rural community. Like seriously, like if we look into our own town, how many teenagers look at this as like the end, right? How many teenagers, I mean, you guys are not the norm. Yeah. I'm talking about all three of you. You three are not the norm of Quartzsite, right? The white privileged. Um, But seriously, Gabe went to college and he has his degree. You two are going to college um, and you'll have a degree before Jack because Jack. Um, Slow. I'm slow. Um, But you know what I'm saying? Like you three are not the norm of Quartzsite. Most most teenagers that grow up in Quartzsite they're if they get to high school which i think our our dropout rate was 70 percent at one point not dropout rate our um graduation rate was 70 percent but that means that 30 at least 30 percent of the people that are teenagers right now would not have a high school degree and if they do have a high school degree how many of those i mean uh your um valedictorian now, I'm not saying that college is like what you need. In fact, I think we had a conversation about not going to college um, unless you have a goal, right? Mm-hmm. You have a goal in mind. Um, but the valedictorian, she didn't go off to college. No. Um, and which is fine because she's a, yeah. a mom, you know? And so it's, but that's the thing is the rule mentality is the same as the inner city mentality of, this is all there is, right? And so that's, so to me, it's not privilege, it's waking up to 
you personally taking responsibility and saying, okay, I'm going to do this? Well, I did for a long time. Even when I started high school, I didn't think I was going to get out of Quartzsite. Because when you grow, when you do grow up here, this is basically, you grow up to think that this is all there is and this is all that there will be. Um, if it, it took a lot of pushing for Mr. O to get him, get me to start looking into colleges and actually, because I didn't think it was possible. I also didn't think I had the money for it. Mm-hmm. But because of the pushing he did and the scholarships I looked for, I didn't know there were opportunities for I, Hispanics as much as I'm getting out of it. Mm-hmm. So I have a full ride and more. So they, yeah, but yeah, I was really convinced that I was gonna stay here and just see where life life takes me in Quartzsite. But and it's amazing how many people. And I just I, I get this feeling just from our town that teenagers they they roll out of bed and they say they look up at you know the rich and go I can never get to that point I can mm-hmm. never ever have those opportunities and it's like no you can have those opportunities Mm -hmm. you you found those opportunities those were there for you you know no one was holding you back yeah you went and got them and look how successful you're getting right now Mm -hmm. you know anything you were holding yourself back exactly that's a lot of their issue is they're holding themselves back and it's if they can just see the opportunity that's there for them, mm-hmm. they would easily be able to, well, I wouldn't say easily, because it does take effort, it does take hard work, mm-hmm. but they can get out of it. Just like, great example, Ben Carson. I like to use <laughs> probably, probably one of the, like, was a presidential candidate, neurosurgeon. I mean, he is a very good... I, I like yeah. to use him as an example. Just from seeing where he went from... Mm-hmm to taking that advantage or taking that opportunity and going with it you know um but that's where our democrat leaders say that advantage that that uh opportunity don't take that because we've got a better one for you which that opportunity ends up keeping them right where they're at and i think the conservative the republican party is like no, no, no take that opportunity we want you to take that opportunity mm-hmm. and go, go, get, you know, get out of the areas which you're, you're, you're at, you know, out of the financial slump you're in, you know. I was thinking earlier when we were talking about the, uh, uh, the, air, the impoverished areas, one of the, the, uh, the reasons I was thinking that it was impoverished, I don't know if this is actually true or not, but, uh, is because of the education. I, I think I think at least uh, just from looking around in, in courtside, I think for the most part, if you don't, uh, I'm not saying that you don't leave if you don't go to college. That's not what I'm saying. But I, I think it's a lot easier for people who went to college or are going. They, they have a... a uh, a better and more open mindset to saying like, oh, I could go here if I want to. I can go there. I could go here. Whereas if if uh, you haven't had that, you haven't experienced someplace outside of, you know, where you grew up. And so you're like, okay, th- what can I do here? And that's what you're thinking of. You're not thinking, what can I do out there? Mm-hmm. So that's what I was thinking about earlier. Well, that's true, right? Um 
But one of the problems with, because that, that's another thing that gets brought up is education, you know, mm-hmm. making sure that like, these impoverished areas get enough money to do that. But the problem is um, you have one group saying, um, do you guys know what school vouchers are? No. A school. So um, let's say that. So okay. So in Arizona, right? Uh, we spent, and I don't know where this this comes from. Two, uh, 2016. So it's it's older, um, and it was during the right at the end of the like the recession time. Mm-hmm. So it's lower than what it is right now. But I'm just going to use it as an example. Um, total per pupil spending is seven thousand six hundred dollars. Okay. So the idea of a, um, what do they say, um, school voucher, is that you would, as you as an individual, so say Jasmine Jack, right, you have $7,000. Mm-hmm. That's how much the state's spending on you. You now will give you a voucher for that. And now you, or I think the vouchers are usually around $3,000. We'll give you that voucher and you pick your school. Right. Never heard of that. So that that's been something that's been trying to be passed. I, I don't know. I think they they might have passed it here in Arizona. I don't know for sure. But it's been uh, way. Um, Bush was trying to get this as a national thing. They struck it down. Um, but so that would mean that you doesn't matter where you're at. Doesn't matter your school just You know, you have an opportunity to take that three thousand dollars and go to any school you want. And be a part of that school. It's not about districts at that point. It's not about where you live. It's about getting the best education. Your family saying, I'm going to get the best education for you. Like elementary schools? or Yeah, oh, high, okay. schools. high schools. Yeah, not colleges. Yeah. Okay. But like um, government education. Okay. Right, which is K through um, 12th grade. So if you're, let's say you live in Phoenix, right? And mm-hmm. you're in an impoverished area. You get your voucher. You can go up to the rich area. Oh, okay, that would be, yeah. You know, and get that better school, right? But the thing that they say is, well, if every student did that, then those other students couldn't, you know, that were left, wouldn't get the education. Well, why? Right? Why mm-hmm. couldn't they get a better education? There's going to be smaller classroom sizes. Mm-hmm. Now you have more, more one-on-one, because most, like in California, at one point they were like, 35 students per one teacher, which mm. is ridiculous. You know, it's really hard to do that, and they're actually going up. Um, but what about charter schools, right? Um, one teaching, so good. Yeah, well, in um, New York, de Blasio, who's the mayor up there, he's fighting against charter schools, which would actually help impoverished neighborhoods. In fact, I had... Um, a friend that was in um, Sacramento, him and another guy started a charter school um, in an impoverished neighborhood, um, and they're they're still getting payments from the government, right? But it's personal, like it's um, private owned, private run. Um, and they started this thing, and they were helping young black uh, men and women to get the education they need. And they went into the impoverished neighborhood and started the charter school. So, so, but what we're seeing is those things are not considered, right? They're, 
they're pushed out of these, again, these Democratic-led areas. So education is a problem. Like, that is a problem. But the solutions that are given are struck down by the leadership. Because, and I think this is the reason why. I don't think it's because they're trying to keep black men and women down. I don't mm -hmm. think that's the, the end goal. I think what it is is power. It's, I want to help certain people in power, right? So in, in the education side of it, um, uh, let's see. I don't know if I could find this number. Um, so the total per spent on, um, uh, per pupil was nine, oh, it was, um, 7,600, right? The just on $4,000 was spent on just the instructors, right? Mm -hmm. So where's all this money? I want to get a better thing, but I can't. My screen won't let me. Um, where's this money going? And a lot of it goes to administration costs. You know, it goes to things like unions where the unions have to be paid, right? And that's a part of the, the thing. And so there's a lot, to me, there's a lot of issues going on with the education system where you're not, you know, it starts with the top down. You pay your, I remember in Arizona, they found that one superintendent was being paid like $200,000. And then she had two assistants and mm -hmm. each of them were paid like $150,000 or something like that. And they were doing the job of one person. So they were spending an, an additional $150,000 in this school district when they could have taken that money and like hired two full-time teachers. You know, so there's things like that. So I think it's more than just put down minorities. I think it's more of you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Mm -hmm. I'm in on the political thing. I'll get you some more money. You know, if you get the teachers union to back me or you get the police union to back me or you get these organizations to back each other. So I think it's more. And to me, this is what systematic racism really is. It's institutional power struggles. Go ahead. I was just doing that deep breath sigh kind oh, of Oh, that you were going to bring something up. No. Uh, but you don't think there's institutional racism on what the what is being brought up now in this aspect, like people are being well, taught. So the, the question needs to become, name one law that's based on race. Like any, any law in our, in our thing that's specifically based on race, right? I don't know of any. I mean, I don't know every law, so... Right, well, what do we also look at our government, like our edu our education system? Are we... Is somewhere in our education system, are we, like, teaching about racism? I mean, like... Teaching people to be re racist. There, there we go, that's what I mean. Well, that's not... That's not systematic racism, though. Mm -hmm. Systematic racism says the institution itself is geared or made to be racist towards a group. So it'd be like, 
Um, you know, actually, one one um, law that might fit into this category, it doesn't actually say it, but it was in New York. It was called stop and frisk. Mm-hmm. And they were what was happening is a large group in, of minorities in this one area were carrying guns, illegal guns. And so the city instituted stop and frisk, which meant that any officer could just stop someone and frisk them. And because it was a minority thing, I mean, that's like that to me is the closest you can get that I know of, of a law that was specifically designed to go after my minority. But again, where was that law? It was in a democratically run city. So how much time do you have, Jasmine? Oh, I'm good. I don't work today or okay. I'm not really. Good, because I want to get to the defund the police. And all that. Well, let's let's get to that right now. Okay, can we take a, a break? Yeah, that's fine. Hey, I got people. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs>